Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Daily Sports Talk Show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Oh my gosh, I don't know if I've ever been so proud. I don't know if proud's even the right word. It's just cool. It's so awesome. What's up, everybody? Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Today is cut day in the National Football League. Usually, this means the dreams of very many Big Sky Conference alumni that we cover both here at ESPN Montana and Skyline Sports, those dreams die hard. Today... Not so much. A great day for Big Sky Conference players with connections to the state of Montana. There was the unfortunate uh, release of Dylan Cook, University of Montana offensive tackle from Butte. But there's a lot of stuff swirling around that he's likely going to make the practice squad there in Tampa Bay. We'll stay tuned on that. Trey Webb, former Montana State safety, he got cut the first round of cuts two weeks ago. But other than that, it's been a banner day for guys from the state of Montana. Troy Anderson, we knew he was going to make it. He was a second-round draft pick. He's probably going to start for the Atlanta Falcons before this season's all said and done. Lance McCutcheon, who joined us live yesterday right here on Nuanas Now, a Bozeman High School product who waited his turn at Montana State, had an outstanding senior year a year ago. He made the 53-man roster for the Los Angeles Rams. Daniel Hardy, who didn't start playing football until his junior year of high school who then went to the College of the Siskiyous, which is a no-name junior college in Northern California, came to Montana State, a one-year starter, gets drafted in the National Football League, makes the Rams active roster. Samari Torre, who started his career at the University of Montana, played four seasons here in Missoula for the Grizzlies, transferred to Nebraska as a grad transfer, had a great 
uh, senior year. Gets drafted in the seventh round by the Green Bay Packers. He makes the active roster today as well. We're still trying to ta- track Kevin Cassis, a 2019 senior at Montana State. But, you know, people always ask us at ESPN Montana and Skyline Sports, what do you root for? Well, I don't have a rooting interest in the result of games. There's not any games, unless I'm gambling on it, that I have a rooting interest in. And I don't touch gambling on college football. I only tuck, tuck, uh, touch gambling on the NFL. So I don't have any rooting interest in games. What I root for is that guys that put in the work and make the sacrifices and show perseverance have that payoff. And what a great group of guys to be an example to other people. Lewis Kidd, position switch at Montana State. Came as a defensive tackle out of Totino Grace High School in Minneapolis. Moves over the offensive side of the ball today. He makes the active roster for the New Orleans Saints. The list goes on. It was a spectacular and incredibly special group of Montana State players a year ago. It's also cool to see the Grizz guys like Samari Torre and Dylan Cook uh, get their shots, and I do think that Cook will land on a practice squad. Text in from Brooks Nuan is our uh, co-founder and and, uh, one of our main guys at Skyline Sports. He says Kevin Cassis cut, so Cassis awaiting his practice squad fate. But to see guys like Lance McCutcheon, Lewis Kidd, and – Troy Anderson and Daniel Hardy all make it. I mean, I know Anderson was not on the bubble, but the other three certainly on the bubble, and uh, what a tremendous group of young men, what a tremendous story it is for those guys to uh, be in the NFL. So that's your leading news of the day. I thought we were going to be doing a lot of the opposite of that. I mean, just because in my long time covering Big Sky Conference football, this is the day where you usually see one guy make the roster, and then most of the other guys have their dreams die hard, but that is not the case. A ton of Great news for those connected to the state of Montana. And again, I think it's a great example to everybody out there just what toughness and perseverance can do. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to give you some high school football scores right off the top here. We are also going to get into uh, some FCS and Big Sky Conference football talk with one of our main guys, Sam Herter, Hero Sports, Bet MGM, uh, the guy that covers the FCS on a national level better than anybody. We'll give you some analysis of the high school games from over the weekend. And we'll also highlight some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana in our Treasure State Stars. Hour number two, I am sweating like I stole something because I just sat down there at the River Bowl in the sun for about 45 minutes waiting for Bobby Houck, the Montana head football coach. Coach Houck was not there by the time I needed to leave. Uh... No hard feelings, but we will not hear anything original from Coach Houck today. We will have a couple sound bites from, or perhaps a couple sound bites from his press conference yesterday. But instead, we will debut our Houck highlights for the season, and it will not include any Bobby Houck sound. Rather, I'll just give you some of my highlights of Bobby Houck's career. I have covered Coach Houck for, I believe, nine of his 11 seasons at the helm at the University of Montana. And so I've seen a lot of his ups and downs, and uh, there hasn't been very many downs. It's been a whole lot of wins and not very many losses. So we'll give you just kind of hulk by the numbers there uh, to get our number two started off. We also then have our, uh, I don't know, it's, it's almost weekly, 4015, an excerpt from the Soccer in Snow and Smoke podcast. Andrew Houghton, our producer, spearheading that and doing a great job covering soccer at the local, statewide, uh, Big Sky Conference-wide, and international levels. He has some sound from Jay Anderson. He's the head coach of the Missoula Hellgate Boys, the three-time defending Class AA uh, state champions. And then about 5.30, another fun one, 
Mark Albert, longtime head coach for the Hamilton High School cross-country team, 34 years there at Hamilton High School, an inductee into the Montana High School Association Hall of Fame uh, this last induction uh, calendar year, and a guy who led Hamilton to another cross-country title this last fall, the fall of 2021. Uh, He'll join us as part of uh, our River City Runners. So there you go. That is your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team, the Wahlberg team. The official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. If you're listening on the radio, thanks for listening on 1029 ESPN Missoula. If you're watching on TV, thanks for watching on SWX Montana Television. And if you're watching on the app, please spread the word. The ESPN Montana app is a great way to stream and listen to this show live and archived anytime, anywhere, anywhere on the planet. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your siblings, tell your spouses, tell everybody about the ESPN Montana app. Great way to engage with us anytime, anywhere uh, here on Nuanas Now at ESPN Radio. If you want to be a part of the show, you always can. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And if you want to stream the show other than the app, you can also always use our station website, 1029ESPN.com. We are going to put a high priority on Tuesdays on high school sports because Mondays is booked full. Monday will be the Montana football hour, the first hour, and the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Morningweg in the second hour. So we'll we'll try to splice some just general scores in, but most of your high school football analysis, most of your high school sports conversations from over the weekend are going to happen here on your Tuesday. So we're going to get to Sam Herder from Hero Sports here in just a couple minutes. Here's a look at just your scoreboard from across the state. Here's some double-A scores for you. In Missoula, the lone game here in the Garden City at the double-A level, Bozeman Gallatin came in here and had a statement win over Missoula Big Sky. 46-6, to the Raptors roll. Uh, a very balanced attack, all sorts of touchdowns across the board for uh, Bozeman Gallatin. So in year three, a good start to the season for one of the newest high schools in the state of Montana. Helena Capital, one of the preseason favorites in Class AA, they got all they could handle in Bozeman at Van Winkle Stadium, but they emerged with a 28-21 win over the Bozeman Hawks. So a good effort there by Cal Mahelish and his team. Missoula Sentinel, they've now won 22 in a row. The two-time defending state champions got on a bus, went to Billings, and they toppled Billings West 24-21. So four straight wins for Sentinel over West and 22 wins in a row overall for the Spartans. Great Falls High. They put a 30-27 win over Helena High in the capital city. That's a big win for Great Falls High. Both those teams uh, sort of like right there as contenders, maybe middle of the pack, who can be top of the pack. It's a big win for Great Falls High to go on the road and uh, win there at Vigilante Stadium. Kalispell Flathead, they snapped their 17-game losing streak with a 27-0 win over Billings Skyview. At Bobcat Stadium, Belgrade was the host team Kalispell Glacier did whatever they wanted. Glacier comes in there, a 63-0 win. Woof over uh, the host Belgrade Panthers. Glacier looks really good. I think Glacier is going to be very good and a very tough out this year. And then your last, uh, the last two double-A scores from over the weekend, Great Falls CMR beats Missoula Hellgate 42-35 uh, in the Electric City. Thursday, the double-A season got started off. Butte post a 36-28 win uh, over Billing Senior. At the Class A level, some of your top scores included Hamilton, Roland Corvallis, 35-0 on Thursday night. Columbia Falls trouncing Stevensville, 35-7 on Thursday night. And then Friday, Haver squeaks by Sydney, 13-7. Polson topples Butte Central, 49-14. Laurel shuts out Livingston, 56-0. And 
and Libby beats East Helena 37 to nothing. Your Class B scores. Florence Carlton beats Manhattan 30 to zero. That's your Class B defending state champs. The Falcons are. Holy Project off to a good start with a 21 nothing win over Malta, and Three Forks gets past Red Lodge 20 to six. So maybe we'll get into the, some of these small school stuff in just a little while. But we're going to s- transition into some college football talk. And we'll go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in Sam Herter. He's the senior FCS analyst for Hero Sports, which is now in collaboration with BetMGM and uh, our go-to guy for analyzing FCS football on a national level. Sam, what's up, my man? How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, excited to talk some FCS football in Montana and definitely excited for this upcoming season, which kind of already got underway with week zero, but we have a whole slate of games this upcoming weekend. Yeah, tough uh, Big Sky Conference debut, Idaho State, which I must admit I proclaimed thought was going to be pretty competitive against UNLV. And uh, they did get to 21 points, but they were uh, down sizably, I think 42 or even 49 to nothing, or 49 to 7 maybe. Uh, It was a blowout at halftime, and uh, UNLV cruises past Idaho State. So uh, tough debut for the Bengals, tough debut for Charlie Ragel as the head coach there. So that was your Week 0 game. But, Sam, before we get back to the Big Sky Conference, I want to ask you, you know this stuff better than anybody. What are some of your favorite storylines, just off the top of your head, for just FCS football this year? What are some of the stuff that you have watching, uh, that you're going to be watching and that you're going to be analyzing uh, here this season and that you're excited to follow along with? Yeah, a few different things, uh, starting with, kind of the big picture national title uh, landscape. And is it going to be what a lot of us expect it to be with some recent FCS to FBS departures? Is it going to be North Dakota state versus South Dakota state versus Montana versus Montana state? Is it going to be these four teams at the top of the FCS, you know, mostly every, every year. And, And you look at a majority of top 25 polls or ballots, and it's those four teams in whatever order in a lot of people's top four. And so I think that's just one kind of top storyline is, is it North Dakota State versus everyone else, and how many contenders are there actually in the FCS? And so that's kind of like the overarching storyline uh, over top of the FCS. But I think the CAA and the SOCON are both very interesting. Uh, the CAA without James Madison how many is that a three bid league? Is that a two bid league? Uh, can the SOCON catch the CAA as far as being that number three conference in the FCS? And so those are two fascinating conference races, in my opinion. And then the third one, honestly, I think is, is Jackson State. Uh, I think they have a really good chance to go undefeated this year, go 11 and 0. But with the strength of schedule, that's probably going to be in the 90s. It's going to be fascinating to see where voters put Jackson State week after week because if they keep on winning and let's say, you know, Kennesaw State loses a couple games, does that all of a sudden mean that Jackson State is better than Kennesaw State? Is is, is Jackson State going to slowly make its way down to, uh, you know, the top 10 polls uh, in the top 10 uh, into a lot of polls because they keep on winning? That's going to be something that I know is, I already know is going to be a topic of conversation on social media where, in my opinion, you know, just for example, if, if uh, I'm trying to think of an example, but if, if, in my opinion, I think even a you know a, a seven and seven and one Southern Illinois team is probably still better than you know a ten and zero Jackson State team, and so that, that's going to be another fascinating thing to keep an eye on. Is Jackson State is going to keep on winning, but I don't know if, if they are quite top ten material just yet. But I know a lot of their fans will, will want them to be in that top ten of polls. 
Sam Herder joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. Is is the rise of Jackson State, can you exclusively say it's because of primetime Neon Deion Sanders and his recruiting ability? Or what have they done to sort of build this hype? I mean, being on the cover of Sports Illustrated when you're an FCS squad, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> it definitely doesn't hurt. Uh, but, I mean, what can you point to? Is it just the recruiting and the hype around the program? I think you do have to point at Deion Sanders uh, with this, the level of attention he brings, uh, the level of hype he brings. Uh, I mean, you look at Jackson State, last year's last year's FCS attendance leaders, Jackson State was number one at 42,000 people. Number two was Montana at 24,000 people, nearly wow. doubling. Yeah. You know, I mean, as you look at the pictures of their stadium, week after week and it's sold out and it looks like just an awesome atmosphere. And I think he's bringing uh, such great attention, not only to that school, uh, but to the HBCUs in general. And, and he's advocating for more resources and more attention uh, for those HBCU schools, especially teams in the SWAC. I mean, he has so much sway and he has so much notoriety where if he asks for something, he gets it a lot of times, and I think that's that's a good thing. I mean, he in his first year, he asked, "Hey, why why isn't SWAC on ESPN more?" Like that that was his straight up question. Like, why why aren't our games on ESPN and ESPN two? Next thing you know, last fall, the SWAC had like three or four games on national television, and, and so like he's brought such great attention to Jackson State to the SWAC, which you know in turn brings more attention to the FCS, and so I do think you can almost singularly, you know, point to him and bring in that excitement, which has come with, with more resources and they have a new locker room. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, ticket sales, that revenue ha- has gone up and he's bringing in incredible recruits. I mean, the number one recruits in all of college football, Travis Hunter went to Jackson state. If Deion Sanders isn't there, he, he probably doesn't go uh, to Jackson state. And so I, I, I do think it is coach Sanders there. Yeah. Unbelievable! It's uh, quite a a uh, ploy, and we have we've seen this at the FCS level and at several different schools. Whether it's uh, Ed McCaffrey at Northern Colorado, Deion Sanders at Jackson State, Eddie George uh, in the FCS as well, former Heisman Trophy winner from Ohio State, who had a great career for the Tennessee Oilers, Tennessee Titans, and uh, you know you got to give primetime credit because Coach Prime he's he's not only talking like he has been talking for thirty years, uh, but he's definitely uh, putting it. Uh, he's making making the results meet the the uh, the hype train as well. So uh, they're doing a good job there uh, at Jackson State. Sam Herder from uh, Hero Sports joining us here on Nuanas now. And Sam, we always circle back to what has been the dominant team at this level or any level of college football, in my opinion, ever. And that's North Dakota State. I mean, they have had no peer for ten years. I mean, I think they've lost less times than the amount of years they've been on this run, which is just truly unbelievable. How much of that do you think, though, buoys the reputation of the Missouri Valley? Where else, though, have you seen the Missouri Valley sort of keep pace? And keep pace is the wrong way of saying it, but make no mistake, the Missouri Valley is the best conference in the country because North Dakota State's in it, but they're also the best conference in the country because teams in the Missouri Valley have been trying to keep up with North Dakota State. That's, I mean, high tide raises all ships, right? So, I mean, where have you seen some of the other Missouri Valley schools continue to try to play chase, and how much do you think NDSU's influence has on the improvement of the whole league? Yeah, it's the, you know, the 
a big debate right now is is the FC or is the NDSU dynasty is it still good for the FCS? Is it starting to get bad for the FCS? Uh, but I think just overall the, the level of success NDSU has had not only has brought great attention to the FCS, but it's risen the game of not only teams like South Dakota State or Missouri State or Southern Illinois, uh, even like South Dakota UND not really blue blood FCS programs, but they're investing pretty decently into FCS success because they have to. Uh, and I think that it that even extends out to, you know, Montana and Montana state and, and even Weber state, they, they're seeing what NDSU is doing. And they say, okay, if we want to compete at a national level, this is what we need to do off the field to compete on the field. Uh, and so I think if, even if you take North Dakota state out of the Valley, is it as much of a juggernaut? Obviously not, but it still is a really, really good league. Uh, I mean, you can look at how many different teams have made the semifinals, how many different teams have made the national championship game, not named uh, North Dakota State. Uh, you know, just a lot of a lot of sound, really good, talented football teams uh, in the Valley. Uh, and you look at this last year's draft, I think the, the Missouri Valley had nine players selected uh, in the NFL draft, and that was more than – Conference USA, it was more than the MAC, and it was also more than the Sun Belt. So just, it wasn't all NDSU players either, right? Like Northern Iowa always has NFL guys. Uh, and South Dakota State has a ton of NFL guys on their roster right now. Southern Illinois is sending guys to the league. I think there's a couple of NFL guys on Missouri State's roster. And so NDSU success props up the Valley to a certain extent. But I think even without NDSU, that still is a very, very strong league. Absolutely. Sam Herter joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Sam covers FCS on a national level for Hero Sports, which is now in association with BetMGM. And Sam, let's talk about the Big Sky Conference. Uh, it seems like there's been a stratification in college football across the board. It seems like the, the pandemic and everything that resulted from it helped the rich get richer and it hurt a lot of the, the, the want-to-bees, you know, not the has-beens, but the wants-to-bees, the teams that are playing chase. And I think that you saw the rich get richer in the, when it comes to the Missouri Valley. I think you saw the same thing in the Big Sky. And now you look at the Big Sky Conference uh, potential playoff contenders, and it's pretty directly associated with where does football matter? Where are the, the schools that have the best support, the best resources? Those are the, the true contenders. So how would you just evaluate the state of the Big Sky Conference right now, especially with the sort of reascension of the Montana schools uh, to the top of not only the, the league standings but the national rankings? Yeah, the Big Sky is fascinating, not only this year, but just with the the changes of the Big Sky landscape. Not only – and we could go down a rabbit hole of all this, of, you know, the – you know, Weaver, Weaver State was kind of at the top for a bit while Montana State to Montana were down, uh, and then that's kind of flip-flopped um, a little bit. You can kind of go back several years and kind of see who has risen, who has fallen. Uh, now Sac State has, has risen up uh, compared to, like, Northern Arizona was, was pretty good for a number of years there. Uh, you know, Case Cookus, I think they made the playoffs in, like, 2017 and 2018, and now they've, call, they've kind of fallen back down uh, while teams like Sac State have risen up. But I also think just the, the style of play has changed quite a bit in the big sky where it's, it is uh, stronger defenses, uh, you know, still a lot of good receivers and quarterbacks, but, I, I, you know, there are a lot of question marks at the quarterback position in the big sky this year compared to the running back 
position in the big sky, and it's, that, that's a loaded position right there uh, in the conference. But I think overall, when you look at the, the now 12 teams in the big sky, it does seem like there are – you can – and it's, probably, it's not going to go chalk like this, and so I, <laughs> we'll see if, if this comes back to bite me. But it does seem like it's easy to break this into tiers where you have Montana State, Montana, Sac State in that top tier, uh, all teams that will contend for the title – all teams that will probably be playoff seeds. And then you have a second tier, I think, of Weber State, UC Davis, Eastern Washington, three teams good enough to make the playoffs, but there's probably only going to be room for two teams, two of those three teams making the playoffs. After that, I think you have another tier of three teams, Northern Arizona, Portland State, Idaho, teams that all have potential uh, to challenge uh, some of those teams in the top two tiers, uh, but probably aren't there just yet. And then you have the bottom tier, Cal Poly, Northern Colorado, Idaho State. We'll see if it actually goes that easy and that chalk. But when you just look at the 12 teams, you, you, you can kind of break them into those four tiers. And the interesting part, too, is there's been so much made of the unbalanced schedule in the Big Sky Conference. But this year, and it's almost exclusively coincidental, but most of the top contenders play most of the top contenders. Eastern Washington has the misfortune of playing pretty much all of the top contenders. There's, a, you know, one opponent that each one of the other contenders basically miss. But there's going to be a lot of showdowns. Last year, when Sac State ran the table, they had the great win in Missoula. That's something you can't take away from them. But there was a lot of haters out there saying, well, you know, they went 8-0 because they had this schedule and yada, yada, yada. This year, though, Sac's going to have to prove it if they want to make another run at the title. Montana State, Montana, Weber State, they're all going to have to prove it. They all play each other. And I think that's going to make uh, for quite a... Big Sky Conference schedule, but Sam, I think that, and this is, we'll get you out of here on this, I think that the, the Big Sky Conference title race, and obviously November, you know, big games in November, always, that's where champions are determined, but I think that the last two weekends of October are going to be the, the pivotal weekends in the Big Sky Conference. On October 22nd, Montana goes to Sacramento State, and Montana State hosts Weber State, and then the following weekend, all of those teams are going to be coming off of either wins or losses, so a lot of chances for momentum or rebounds or whatever it might be. And Montana goes on the road to play down at Weber State while the Cats have a bye. So I think that's going to be a place where we definitely see uh, some swings in the momentum of the conference title race. I mean, what do you think of just sort of the pivotal nature of the end of October there uh, for the Montana schools, Weber State, Sac State, four of, in my estimation, of the top contenders in the big sky? Yeah, that, that's going to be a huge couple of weeks, and it kind of it comes at a a decent time too, because you don't necessarily want all of those huge matchups late, uh, just because naturally, uh, you know, if, if if two great teams are playing each other at the end of the regular season and one loses, you know, maybe the playoff committee overreacts to that a little bit. It's like when Montana State lost handedly to Montana last year and got dropped all the way down to the eight seed. You know, you're kind of thinking, oh, maybe that maybe the playoff committee is overreacting a little bit to that loss that the Bobcats suffered. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, I think that that kind of you know played itself well for Montana State. They actually got a, a pretty decent draw get in the eight seed. But my my point is, you know, having those big games uh, in October, I think, is a lot better than having them uh, in November. And that is a good point about all the top teams are basically playing each other. Uh, you know, Sac State has had, well, I mean, I, I actually, I don't know if this narrative is, is, is especially true uh, that Sac State has, you know, they've gone 15 and one in the last two fall seasons because they've had easy draws. 
and I actually looked this up uh, about a week ago, and Sac State has beaten Montana twice, UC Davis twice, Eastern Washington, and Montana State. And so it's not like they're, they've been beating up on the bottom of the league to go 15-1. and one. They've For had sure. some, some good wins. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, in, in, 2000, so they, in 2019, Sacramento State was the only team in the history of the league to play Montana, Montana State, and Eastern Washington. It was actually in the other order. Eastern Washington, Montana State, and Montana. But the only team in the history of the league to play those three squads in order and win all three games. I mean, what else can you do? If you go beat those three teams right in a row, I think you're proving something. Yeah, and I think you have to give, and I wrote this too in my preview, in that the Sac State is kind of has kind of been that feel-good story in the FCS, you know, being an afterthought to now being, you know, a, a top-tier team. But I think that feel-good story is done now. You know, it's it's good to know that that you've won the Big Sky a couple of times. But if you keep on losing right away in the playoffs, you, you know, eventually people are not are going to stop taking you uh, seriously. But I do think Sac State can get can get over that hump. But yeah, th- this year's schedule is a lot tougher for Sac State than it was last year. Um, and all of the top teams, like you said, Coulter, they, they all play each other, and so there's going to be some. Some great showdowns. Uh, I know a couple of them are going to be on national TV, um, and I think and I think the Big Sky overall is just one of the more fun conferences when you have the different type of matchups. And you have, I mean, I think there are six teams in the top 25. There's probably going to be six or seven teams battling for playoff spots, and so every week there's it seems like there's going to be one or two big matchups that, that's going to shift either the seeding discussion or just the overall playoff landscape. Sam Herter. The best around when it comes to covering FCS football on a national level. You can find all of his stuff at Hero Sports now in association with Bet MGM. Sam, thanks for being here, man. We always appreciate talking to you, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Sounds good. Thank you, as always, for having me on. There you go. One of the best around. Love talking to that guy, Sam Herter. He'll join us either here on Nuanas Now or on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast or both. Throughout the season, we're going to do uh, a lot more collaborating because I just think that he's a really talented guy, and I love his insight. And it's always getting, it's always good getting uh, feedback from the national level uh, of the FCS. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. How about more analysis of high school football from around the state of Montana? We'll do that next. Keep it right here. A prep extra high school football style coming at you. It's Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula.
I learned so much about music and mostly hip hop when I just put on the top of the outline. Dealer's Choice. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Thanks for tuning in with us here on your Tuesday. I'm looking at myself on the TV. I foolishly stood in the sun while I was waiting for uh, Montana head coach Bobby Houck, who I did not get today. Uh, just a crossing of schedules. You know, everybody's busy. But uh, we will have some Grizz football talk in hour number two. But I can tell I got a little too much sun. Uh, Andrew, who were you just playing right there? That had some, like, Tech 9 vibes to it. Uh, that's the song Hip Hop Police, made famous by Chameleonaire and Slick Rick. Ooh, little Chameleonaire. So, uh, short story. When I was growing up here in Missoula, uh, some of my best friends that remain my, some of my best friends to this day uh, were Jason Ty Palmer. People around here will recognize those names because those guys both went on to play uh, for the Montana Grizzlies. We played uh, youth and high school football together uh, all the way through. And uh, their older cousin, Colt Palmer, who I know is also a, a loyal listener of ours and a local insurance guy here in town, he was a fullback for the Grizzlies, and he actually went to high school in Nebraska and then came over here, and he had, the, obviously, the family connection here uh, with a bunch of his family over here in Missoula. And uh, Colt then had a whole bunch of friends that he would always bring over. So we were hanging out with the Grizz guys when I was, you know, in middle school and, and early high school. And a couple of the dudes were uh, from, like, Texas and the South, and they're the ones that showed us Chameleonaire and all those guys from that rap era, T.I. And, and some of those Southern rap guys. So it was just so funny. I just think back on those times when we were like 13, 14, 15 years old. And we were some of the only kids in Missoula, Montana that was listening to like Dirty South hip hop. It's just because we knew a bunch of guys on the Grizz that were from there. And, uh, you know, they were exposing us to, you know, great things. That That's why music's sweet because you can get a lot of a culture out of it as well. Hope you're having a great start to your week. We couldn't be better around here. I mean, what else is better than the reignition of high school sports, college sports, and specifically the sport of football? We did all sorts of college football talk yesterday. You can find both the Montana Football Hour and the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty Mornaweg on the Nuanas Now podcast. Mondays are going to be heavy into the college and pro levels of football. We only have two hours around here, people, so we got to uh, make sure we spread it all the way around. But Tuesdays is going to be a, a big high school football day. So we gave you some scores right off the top just to, you know, whet your appetite. But um, here's some analysis on uh, on what went down. We, we heard from all the Missoula high school double-A coaches last week, and Missoula Big Sky head coach Matt Johnson uh, was expressing some of the continuing challenges that Big Sky is facing right now. Big Sky itself is just, it, it's not that big of a high school anymore. It makes sense because I know that there's open enrollment in Missoula, but most kids still go to the high school that they're districted in. And the Big Sky district draws from Big Flat, uh, you know, the Mullen Road area, up Grant Creek, north of town. And there's not a lot of high school, there's not a lot of families with high school age kids that are moving up Grant Creek. I mean, those houses are super nice. And with the real estate prices in Missoula right now, I don't know how you could afford that as a family unless, you know, you really have a great job. And Mullen, you know, most of the people I knew that grew up out Mullen Road in Missoula, those people still live out there. So there's not a lot of turnover there and, and big flat, same thing. So th- th- that's a part of it. And that, that's not an excuse for Big Sky, but I know that they've had some numbers 
issues. And uh, that's all to say that Bozeman-Gallatin, the way that Bozeman is growing, they're growing that direction. Bozeman is growing to the west and to the south, towards Gallatin Gateway, towards Four Corners, out towards Big Sky. That's the, the area of the Gallatin Valley that has the most room to grow. And so in Bozeman, with the Gallatin High School drawing from that area, you're going to have a ton of families, a ton of numbers. And Bozeman-Gallatin also has this upstart young coaching staff with a bunch of former Bobcat guys that I covered when they were playing for the Cats. And uh, it looks like it's a good formula. So Bozeman-Gallatin comes to Missoula, a resounding start to their season, a 46-6 to victory. This is our prep extra, by the way. It's presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Farmer State Bank also fierce supporters of high school sports around the state of Montana. Helena Capital was a really good team a year ago, and they return a ton of talent. And they have three guys, at least for now, that are headed to the Division I level. Austin Beeler, who's a big offensive lineman. Hayden Opitz, who's a very diverse athlete. Both those guys committed to the Montana Grizzlies. Talon Marsh, who led the state in sacks last year as a junior, he's committed to the Montana State Bobcats. Those guys are sort of the foundation, but they have a bunch of other good players as well. Tom Carter, one of the best sprinters in the state of Montana, uh, he is going to have a big impact on the football field as well. He was an all-state player as a safety a year ago, and he had a rushing touchdown uh, in Capitals opener. They go into Van Winkle Stadium, and they beat a good Bozeman High team 28-21. So that's a pivotal double-A result. Both those teams... Playoff hopefuls and uh, Helena Capital, a big 28-21 win uh, over Bozeman. Bozeman, the unenviable task of bouncing back this Friday here in Missoula against Missoula Sentinel. Sentinel kept on rolling. They've lost so much talent over the last two years. It hasn't mattered. The program is so solid. Dane Oliver runs it like a college program. He's such a great coach, such good adjustments. And Sentinel, back-to-back state championships, and their one win in to their title defense. They win for the 22nd time in a row, and Sentinel, uh, they top Billings West 24-21. So there's been some great games between those two squads, but Sentinel has emerged as the victor in all four of them, whether it was the state championship game in 2020, the season opener at Washington Grizzly Stadium last season, the state championship game last season, and now the season opener in Billings this year, West has been right there with Sentinel, but they haven't been able to get over the top. I still think this West team is very, very talented, and I think they have uh, another playoff appearance and run in them. Uh, But Sentinel, they just keep on rolling. They got that winning culture, and uh, they were able to jump out to a 17-0 lead in that game. West scored 14 third-quarter points, but then Sentinel able to emerge with a 24-21 victory. In Helena, it's a new era there at Helena High. Scott Evans retired after being there forever. He was only the head coach for about six years, but he'd been there at the school forever. He was Tony Arnston's right-hand man, and uh, Tony Arnston was there for 25-plus years. So sort of a new regime there at Helena High. They lost several really good players, including quarterback Caden Hewitt, who's now playing for the Montana Grizzlies. Marcus Evans also playing for the Grizz. Uh, Chase McGurin, a receiver from last year's squad, he's playing safety now for the Grizzlies. So there's been a lot of talent coming out of Helena High. And uh, they were very competitive against Great Falls High, who boasts one of the top players in Class AA in Reed Harris. Uh, But I haven't been able to find much on if Reed Harris played or not uh, in this game. 
so we'll get back to you on that. But Reed Harris is a guy who's going to Boston College. He had a dozen-plus FBS offers. But Great Falls High, they have a new regime as well. Mark Sampson, after 38 years in the high school coaching world, uh, he retired this last offseason. So um, Great Falls High, though, goes on the road and beats Helena High 30-27. to So that's a big win for them. Kelspo Flathead, for a long time, they were always a contender because Kelspo only had one AA high school. Now with Glacier and their emergence over the last 15 years, plus the fact that they that the, the program is being headed up by Grady Bennett, one of the best high school coaches in this state, Flathead has, has fallen on hard times. But they get off the schneid. They snap their 17-game losing streak with a 27-0 win over Billings Skyview. It's Skyview now that's really struggled. Ron Lebsock did a hell of a job at Billings Skyview. And since he retired, Skyview has not been able to find any traction whatsoever at the AA level. Uh, so we'll see if that continues, but uh, certainly a once-proud program. Um, has fallen on hard times there at Billings Skyview, but Flathead, we'll see if that's the start of maybe a rebuild there uh, up at Kalispell Flathead. Belgrade has had no traction since they moved up to Class AA, and it's been unfortunate. They also have a new head coach, Eric Kinneman, who was there for years and years and years. Uh, he retired at the end of last year. At Belgrade, they hosted Kalispell Glacier at Bobcat Stadium and uh, didn't go so hot. Uh, for the Panthers. Glacier comes in there and rolls up Belgrade 63 to nothing. Ouch. The Ryan Nelson era got off to what was maybe a deja vu-like start against Great Falls CMR. Last year, Hellgate and Great Falls CMR had a shootout. Last year, Hellgate lost that game 42-35. This year, in Ryan Nelson's first game as the head coach, they go to Great Falls and they lose 42-35 again. So a competitive effort, to be sure, uh, sounds like Connor Dick, the Southpaw quarterback for the Knights, who's also one of the best basketball players in the state, had a good game. He had a 69-yard touchdown pass to Sam Swain. He also hit Leo Filardi for an 11-yard score. Uh, but Cole Taylor, he threw three touchdown passes and uh, helps lift CMR to a 42-35 win. Uh, Dick, by the way, ended up with four total touchdown passes. So he had those long ones to spark Hellgate's rally. But Connor Dick ends up with four TDs, and he ran for a fifth score, but it's not enough for the Knights, who fall 42-35 at Great Falls CMR. And then the double season actually got kicked off on Thursday, and it was a big win by Butte High, a team that lost 32 seniors from a year ago. They beat Billings Senior 36-28. So those are, again, two teams that are playoff hopefuls that have some good talent coming back on both sides. So I think that your pivotal wins there uh, in Double A, probably the the, the two the three best wins of the opening weekend. I guess the four best wins because Sentinel extended their winning streak, so that's always worth noting. And I do think Billings West is good, but the ones that are going to have ramifications down the road. Helena Capital winning at Bozeman's a big win. Great Falls winning at Helena High is a huge win, and uh, Butte High holding off Billings Senior at Naranchi Stadium. That's also. Uh, a very big win. Nuance Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. It's our prep extra going through some high school football scores from over the weekend. Uh, Haver beat Sydney 13-7, to one of your Class A scores. Uh, Polson, who has high expectations this year after being a playoff team a year ago. Bronrick Hendrickson is one of their best players. He's playing for the Montana Grizzlies now, but they still have Jarrett Wilson, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the state of Montana, any classification. And he looked like it again. He threw four touchdowns and ran for two more and so Polson continues their aerial attack. Um, the state champions, though, all three of the defending state champions at the AA, A, and B levels, they all got off to great starts again. 
Hamilton, a statement win, 35-0 over their Bitterroot Valley rival, uh, Corvallis. So the Bronx, they win for the 12th straight time after rolling up 11 consecutive wins a year ago. And Florence Carlton, who also went 11-0 last year, they put up a 30-0 win over Manhattan. And that game was played at Washington Grizzly Stadium. So uh, great starts to the season for all three state champions from AA, A, and B. I haven't seen a Thompson Falls score uh, yet from the eight-man defending champions. When we find that, I'll certainly circle back around and give you that one. And uh, some six-man scores for you. Oh, here's, some, here's a couple eight-man scores for you, by the way. The uh, the Flint Creek Co-op there, Drummond and Phillipsburg, they won 52-16 over Shoto. Sims drilled Sheridan 54-14. And in six-man, Sunburst beats Lima 37-6. Superior beats St. Regis 50-32. Highwood beats Hot Springs 32-18. Big Sandy beats White Sulphur Springs 46-6. And Noxon beats Hart Butte. 57 to 12. So those, that's all your Friday scores. And uh, there was also uh, some Saturday games. So here's a look at your Saturday games quickly. Just a couple Saturday scores to report in. Class B, Missoula Loyola rolled up Conrad 49-14. Todd Hughes, the head coach of the Missoula Loyola football team, he'll join us tomorrow. I had to shuffle around the schedule because I thought I was going to get Bobby Houck today, but I wasn't able to get it. So Say la vie, but I'll, I'll go down there and see Coach Hughes tomorrow. So look forward to catching up with Todd. And a couple more six-man scores. Chester Joplin Inverness beat Weibo 59-12. Freud Lake, who's your defending champion at six-man, beat Custer, Custer Heisham Melstone 49-48. So a, a great back and forth there. Power Dutton Brady beat West Yellowstone 34-13. Bridger beat Matisse Wyoming 57-12. So there you go. Uh, that's sort of... Uh, Look at all of the high school scores, at least that we were able to track down uh, from over the weekend. How about some of the individual standouts from those football games and from the wide world of sports around Montana? Our Treasure State Stars is next, highlighting those individuals. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. Oh, the miseducation of Coulter Nuanez continues. Keep on playing that good hip-hop, Andrew. What's up, everybody? Hope you have a great Tuesday. Mine's doing okay. I was, I'm doing great now that I'm hanging out with all of you guys. I think I got sunburned on my head, but, you know, say la vie. As I've been telling you, and I'm going to keep telling you to do, you know, get it in your patterns. Get it in your habits. Get it in your minds. It could be big college and pro football on Mondays here on Nuanas Now. I'm in a ton of high school football and other sports on Tuesday. So that's kind of going to be the rhythm. Wednesdays is going to be a big interview day. Thursdays is going to be a big interview day. And then Fridays is going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun. So that's what we're looking forward to uh, here for the, uh, the rhythm and rhyme of the fall schedule here. Each Tuesday, though, we will highlight some of the best individual and team performances from around the state of Montana as part of our Treasure State Stars. Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, one of the best places to get a loan in western Montana because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Treasure State Star number one. How about a trio of former Montana State Bobcats who all made active NFL rosters today? It's, it's, a, it's a new experience for me. I'll, you know, I've been sports writing 
in a, in a variety of capacities for the last 16 years. And so that's almost half of my 35 years on this earth. But it's only been a few times when I've had the pleasure of covering somebody from their high school career all the way through their college career and then into the pros. And I was trying to think. I can't think of anybody. I grew up with Jordan Tripp. He's my brother's age, so I knew Jordy since he was a kid and watched him go all the way through Loyola and then Big Sky and then to the Grizzlies and then to the NFL. But I didn't really cover him. He was just a friend of our family's. I also knew Brock Coyle very well in, in college, and he remains a good friend of mine for the Montana Grizzlies, but I didn't really cover Brock when he was in uh, high school. That's all to say, though, I covered Lance McCutcheon since he's a junior in high school, and I covered Troy Anderson since he was a junior in high school. And so to watch those guys from you know their humble beginnings, you know, playing it, I actually covered both of those guys more heavily in basketball than I did in football during that time. And to watch those guys... Go from you know, raw, undeveloped, small town, small school kids to then all Big Sky Conference talents to then straight up balling in the NFL. It's a totally unique experience for me, man. And it just it makes me feel so proud. Like if you know Lance McCutcheon and you know his story, you know, you know, he comes from a family where his mom, she worked her butt off to make sure that her sons had an opportunity. Single mom in Bozeman, that is not an easy deal. She was working two jobs, grinding for those guys. And so for McCutcheon to make the active roster for the Los Angeles Rams, it's incredible. I mean, Troy Anderson grew up in the middle of nowhere. He's not even, he's from outside of Dillon on a ranch that's not even really in a town. The kid grew up completely isolated. He never went to any camps. I mean, he went to some camps around Montana and stuff, but this is not the... The five-star glitz and glam, Elite 11, you know, seven-on-sevens, all this stuff, Nike Elite, all this stuff that most of these big-time prospects are getting. No way, man. Troy Anderson's playing, you know, flag football with his buddies out at Dillon High School. I mean, it's a totally different origin point. But to watch those dudes do it, and then to see a guy like Lewis Kidd who came in as a super raw guy that really didn't have a position to Montana State, and then he develops into one of the best offensive linemen I've covered in my career, covering the Big Sky Conference, That's all to say, Lance McCutcheon, Lewis Kidd, I mean, Daniel Hardy, what a story that guy is. A guy that doesn't even come to the game of football until he's a junior in high school. He loses his father while he's in high school. He needs a sense of family and community. He joins the football team at a tiny private high school in Portland. He ends up having a little bit of potential. He ends up going to the College of the Siskiyous. He ends up cutting his teeth. He comes to Montana State. He backs up Troy Anderson for a couple years. He gets one shot and one shot alone as a defensive end. 17 sacks, 24 and a half tackles later, first team All-American drafted by the Los Angeles Rams. It's just incredible. That's all to say, our first Treasure State star is those guys. Troy Anderson was a no-brainer. He was going to make the Atlanta Falcons. Lance McCutcheon, Lewis Kidd, Daniel Hardy, they all made active rosters today, both McCutcheon and Hardy with the Los Angeles Rams and Lewis Kidd with the New Orleans Saints. So congratulations to all those guys. They are all great stories. You want to read more about those guys? Go to Skyline Sports MT on Twitter. That's at Skyline Sports MT. I tweeted out the news of each of those guys, and I attached the uh, senior profiles that we wrote about them uh, when they were coming up uh, at Montana State last year. So go check out those stories. Great stories. Treasure State Stars is presented by Parkside Credit Union, the best place in Western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Treasure State Star number three is Dane Oliver and the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. 22 in a row after their 24-17 win over Billings West. An outstanding effort again. 
And uh, they just they, they got the formula of knowing how to win. They got that thing down right now. Can they maintain it? We'll see. But it's already been an historic and an epic run uh, for Dane Oliver and the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. Trevor State star number four, Gage Slitter. He's gotten some college interest from both Montana and Montana State. I believe he has an offer from Montana. And he looked like it playing at Bobcat Stadium. If he could translate that several years down the road, that could be pretty darn good. But the Kalispell Glacier quarterback threw six, count them, six touchdowns as Glacier rolled to a 63-0 win over Belgrade at Bobcat Stadium. Trevor State star number five, it's Cale McDonald, a Butte High product, or a Butte High senior, I should say. He had the go-ahead pick six to lift the Bulldogs to a 36-28 win over Billings Senior on Thursday night at Naranchi Stadium. So a great effort by Cale McDonald and a big win by Butte High School there over a fellow contender in the Billings Senior Bronx. Trevor State star number six, Hamilton rolled to a 35-0 win over Corvallis, and part of that was on the legs of Andrew Frederick. Frederick rushed for 130 yards and a pair of touchdowns. And Hamilton, they extended their winning streak as well. The Class A defending state champions get off to a 1-0 start. And Treasure State star number seven, it's Cody Schweikert. He tossed three touchdowns and ran for two more as Columbia Falls opened up their season with a 35-7 win over Stevensville. So Columbia Falls, uh, a contender again. Jackson Schweikert's the head coach at Columbia Falls. Got to think the Cody Schweikert's related to him somehow, some way. So maybe a, a coach's kid or a coach's relative, but a good start uh, to his senior year there for Cody Schweikert from Columbia Falls as well. Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Appreciate their continued support of our highlighting of some of the best performances each week from around the Treasure State. Hour one here at Nuanas now in the books. Hour two coming at you. We'll give you some of the highlights of Bobby Houck's career. We'll hear a little bit more on Montana's head football coach and his thoughts on Northwestern State. And the Grizz just dropped their depth chart. We'll have some depth chart analysis for you as well. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 